Hey everyone, welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. This is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life, and today we've got the simple subject of teaching your kids self-control. So it should be a quick, easy, easy episode, and uh, we'll just be on our way. Yeah. Uh, no, th- this is a, a long and drawn-out process uh-huh. um, that is a big part of parenting. Uh, we just need to teach our kids how to be self-controlled because they don't know it naturally. No. In no. fact, if you think about an infant, a baby, they, they have zero self-control, and that's a good thing. Yeah. They cry when they're hungry. They cry when they need something. <laughs> they cry for no reason. We don't know. Yeah. No. <laughs> they, they have no restraint. Right. And um, they learn restraint and control over their faculties as they get older. Right. Um, but so it is something that they have to learn. Yeah. Because they don't know it. Right. From the start. Right. And this is something that we need to help them mm-hmm. to learn. Mm-hmm. And so, especially right now with all of the new challenges that are happening with, you know, people having kids on their laps during church yeah. and school being at home right. and any number of new challenges people may be facing right now, uh, it's really important that our kids learn self-control. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. I mean, imagine if we don't instruct them in this area. Who would like to have a 10-year-old who's like a 2-year-old with the tantrums and with whatever they feel, whatever they think, they just blurt it out, you know, just running around, you know, just no sense of I shouldn't do this or I should table this for a different time or I shouldn't say this. I mean, no filters, just can you imagine? Or a 20-year-old like that. Like we do not want our children to grow up without self-control. So I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we've seen it around and about. I don't know. Yeah, yeah this, this is something that we need to uh, embrace, uh, the, the responsibility and mm-hmm. the role that we have to teach our kids to be self-controlled people. Yeah. And I want to work hard at this because I, I want our kids to be, I think, just more developed yes. in this area than they are now. Yes, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I agree. I'd like that. Yeah. So what we're going to do is talk through a few different aspects of self-control. We think that we need to have self-control in a few different areas Mm -hmm. of life. The Mm -hmm. first is we need to have control in terms of our bodies. And so then we'll talk about, after we talk about our bodies, we'll talk about our minds, our emotions, and then we'll end by talking about our words. Yeah. These are the different areas of life where we need to have self-control. Yeah. It just makes me think of like boys. And I know girls, girls can have a problem with this too, but just, you know, it's like they don't know when to be crazy with their bodies. They don't know which furniture to jump on. Well, guess what? The answer is zero. Um, They don't know like when to be shouting or quiet. Like it's just like their bodies, they just feel it and they just do it. And then there's this other element of like, personal bubble on space. <laughs> I like, I'm big on this. Just like you got to be aware of control yeah. of your body and notice where other people are. You can't just like bumble around and bumble into people. Yeah. And we have a, we have a bumbler. We have a bumbler. <laughs> yeah. No, you're, you're totally oh. right. And you know, one of our boys, um, just what became famous in the house for standing on his chair at the dinner table. Yes. And it's like, you, you can't do that. No, you, you can't. can't stand. I'm sorry. Right. You have to sit in the chair. Right. It's crazy. This, this is a but wild thought. This is what we do. We, we like, look at us. Look at our example, you know? And 
we're not standing. We never have stood on the chair, you know? Yeah. So it's important that he and all of our kids learn how to be self-controlled with their bodies. Mm -hmm. They can't just do whatever they think or whatever they feel with their bodies. Right. And they should be aware of personal space, both of themselves and other people. Yeah. Should be aware of the way their bodies look and smell and are, I don't know. Presented. Yeah. (laughs) And I think... Located. (laughs) (laughs) And I think one way to do that is to give them time and place and explain where you can be more physical with your body, right? If you never, if you never give them outside time to run around and to be bumbly or, you know, be physical and you're just saying, no, 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 never, that's going to be a problem. So part of it is just recognizing they have that energy. They have that craziness. They want to stand on a chair and then jump off it. Okay. Well, we need to give that that time and that space. Another thing is just slowing down, I think, and looking around for other people. Sometimes our our bumbly one, just like, you you need to be perceptive. You need to slow down. You're not in a rush and just see that there's other people in the room. Notice that they're, you know, where you are, pay attention to that. And that's going to maybe take some repetition (laughs) and helping point out, you know, but I think those are some ways to develop that body control. Yeah. I I think the point you made about right time, right place is huge when it comes to self-control. Right. Um, You might not be able to stand in your chair at the kitchen table, but if you want to go jump off of something, there's a trampoline and there's a time and a place for you to do that kind of stuff. Yes. You just can't do it here. Right. And so I think that's really important to reiterate. And then also, I think another aspect of bodily self-control is diet, what you eat, what you put in your body. Right. And uh, so there there are numerous elements. We could probably spend a whole episode just <laughs> yes. talking about bodily right. self-control. Right. And we want our kids to, to grow and develop in this area. Yeah. And, and practice it in the home and talk about it in the home and point out when it's good or bad in the home. And I think about that going into a church service, being able to sit and listen, right? Having all the children in the row, I don't want, you know, my kids wandering laps around me or sl- sliding out of their chair to the ground or whatever it might be. I want their bodies to be right. in the seat for Posture, the yeah. length of time it should be. And if we never have expected that at home, Mm. that's going to be hard. Mm -hmm. So I know when we got into the church service, it was like we talked about it, but we had already had times, dinner, devotions, even just practice sessions of sitting quietly in your chair, sitting there and not moving. And I think that's huge. Practice beforehand. Talk about it beforehand so that, you know, the wiggles are not coming out at the wrong times. Yeah, That's right. Okay, so there's a lot of good things there with bodily self-control, right. but our kids are more than bodies. Yeah. They also have little minds. Do they? <laughs> Sometimes I, I, you can't really tell, I, yeah, but they yeah, do. Right. They have minds, and uh, we want to teach those minds to be controlled in their thinking yes. as well. Yes. Yeah. How do we do that? How do we help our, the little minds that are developing and shooting around to, to go to, to capture capture some of those thoughts and not just to let them go crazy. Mm -hmm. Well, it's really closely linked with the next category and that's emotions. So let's talk about mind and emotions together. So thinking and feeling kind of, let's talk about those at the same time. Uh, So how do you teach your kids (laughs) to be self-controlled in their thinking and in their feeling? And um, I think, you know, 
it involves first having conversations that involve logic yes. with our kids yes, and having conversations that involve sympathy and compassion with our kids. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. You're really good at explaining why something can't be or can be. And then also hearing them out because they do have so many emotions and feelings and saying, mm -hmm, okay, mm -hmm. now let's sort through those things. So a lot of that just takes like the time as a parent to slow down and have those conversations yeah. and say, I see you're struggling, you know, you're just crying and you're on the ground or whatever it might be. What's going on in your mind? What, what are you thinking? Why is, why are you there? And then what's happening in your feelings too, trying to get to both and unearth those. Sometimes yeah. it's really obvious. Sometimes you have to dig a little and different kids of ours, one, we need to dig a little more than others too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think overall the, the message that we keep reinforcing with our kids is you can't just do whatever you think mm -hmm. and you can't just do whatever you feel. Mm -hmm. So you're going to need to learn how to develop this concept of not giving full vent to your thoughts, right. whatever they may be, right, and not giving full vent to your feelings, whatever they may be. You may think that you're 100% right. You may feel really strongly about something, but that doesn't mean it's the right thing and that you should just run with it. Yes. There should be a process that, it, that filters certain things out. Yeah. And, and we do talk about that with our kids, specifically one who has a very emotional up and down response. I don't know where this kid gets it from. It's like... Must be a grandparent or something. Not a parent, right? Definitely not. not. Not neither one of us are that way. But just has a lot of highs and lows, and can use those feelings as just a wants to fully vent them. I guess. Okay, I I'm sad. I should just cry. Not even cry. I should sob over this one thing. And we talk a lot about okay. When is the right time to cry and sob? We've talked about that. And when, is, when are you supposed to just kind of think through that and say, I need to get a deep breath. I need to talk to my mom about it. Or I need to be calm and figure out the plan, figure out the next step rather mm -hmm. than just melt. You know, I don't want someone to just melt into their emotions. That's right. Yeah. I mean, this is a conversation that we have regularly in mm -hmm. our house because we have one that, you know, this child might, stub a pinky toe <laughs> and upstairs and I'm downstairs and it oh. sounds like her leg got bit off by <laughs> a dragon. Wow. Yeah. She's crying like she's been impaled. Right. Right. Yeah. And we, we talk like there has to be the right response to the right situation. Mm -hmm. And so we, we model it too. And so we try to point out our model. I mean, we, I'm not saying we model it perfectly, but we talk about this. You know, when, when I get hurt, I take some deep breaths. I go, ow, you know, I don't just start crying or screaming or whatever. And, and then there's other kids in our family who they don't need as much with their emotions. They're kind of more even keel. They, we don't right. really see the, the ups and downs. But That's right. you kind of have to see that, that kid in your family and see where their weakness is. And I need to coach them through. I need to point it out. They're not seeing it usually. Yeah. They're just feeling it. They're just going with it. Mm -hmm. And we do mm -hmm. not want that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you talked in the last point about um, practicing in the home right. before you get into more of a public setting. Mm -hmm. And um, we did this just the other day. We practiced self-control 
uh, with kids going upstairs <laughs> by themselves and coming back down. They're scared. Because yeah. it's turned into a challenging thing. Right. Um, and so we all sat down, all six of us mm-hmm. in the family room, mm-hmm. and we took turns and we commissioned the kids, all right, go upstairs, go into your room, shut the door, count to 10, <laughs> walk back down the stairs. Right. And when they come back down the stairs, we're, a, we're yeah. cheering Woo! for them, we're, we're excited clapping. for them. Yeah. We're, we're teaching them and equipping them right. to develop a little bit of self-control to be able to do certain tasks like that. Right. And that really, we talked about it. It came back to fear and not trusting us, right? With this training session, specifically you're talking about, you're not trusting us that the upstairs is a, a safe place for us to send you to go up to your room by yourself. You need to trust us and you need to not be just so fearful and allow whatever fearful feelings to just come out. So you need to be able to control that fear and to tell yourself, this is safe. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I can trust my parents and let me do that. And th- so that's, it's the practice, it's the example, it's the modeling, it's the having them do it again and point it out when they haven't done it well. And I think that's a big part too. I didn't see you have self-control in that issue, in, that, right. in that situation. Yep. How could you have had self-control? Or I'll say, do it again with self-control. Boom. You know, yep. I, you're, not, you're not getting that emotional collectiveness, you're just going for it, you know, and now, okay, try that again. And that's so good for them to keep uh, stopping and and repeating and doing it the right way. That's right. So, All right. The fourth category that we need to learn self-control is in the area of our words. Yes. And that's something that we need to teach our kids too. Uh, Yes. Can't say whatever you think. You can't verbalize every thought or feeling you have. Mm -mm. Uh, You need a verbal filter as well. Right. Yeah. So how do you teach kids that? It makes me think that? of like social media, you know, some adults potentially need some help need a filter. with the filter. Yeah. It's just, just Put because, on your filters, people. Yeah. Well, just because the words come to my mouth, it doesn't mean they should be spoken. Yeah. And we talk a lot about that with interacting with siblings. What a great training ground sure. for being able to voice what you are thinking or what you would like or what. solution to the problem of the toy sharing thing that comes up, how can you say it the right way? And so that often is just stopped when we hear it wrong. Give me that toy, you know, I give it to me, you know, whatever it might be. And we say, Oh, that was not self-control. You need to stop and think about, may I please have the toy? And of course that's politeness as well. A lot of other things are mixed in, but we want them to see that just because it's there on the tip of their tongue, they shouldn't blurt it out. Mm-hmm. There's right ways to say things and there's wrong ways to say things. Yeah. And there are some things that you just shouldn't say. Yeah. And you know what else is big? What? Interrupting. <laughs> interrupting. Mm. Let me just slow that down. Do our kids struggle with interrupting? I, I don't oh, know what you're talking about. It's just like someone's talking and they just blah, blah. I know. I, I'm hungry. And then you're wait, what? I'm in the middle of a conversation with dad. I'm in the middle of, I'm on the phone or whatever it is. Yeah. That is self-control, and it's really cool because one of our children has started to has had this habit of just asking me questions at like the worst time. Mm-hmm. Someone's crying. Someone's, you know, there's a potty accident. Whatever. It's like, hey, can I do this? You know, it's like not right now. And so I have seen this child say, walk up to me and go, wait, this isn't a good time. This isn't a good, and walk nice. away. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. yes, I've, we've <laughs> talked about that. Just right. because you have a question, just because you want to say something, don't interrupt me or, or notice what's going on. Have the self-control yeah. to say, I'm going to wait two minutes, you know? 
these are the same kids that you see at church, like pulling on an arm, like mom, 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 while you're having a conversation with an adult. Yes. And so it's like all of these are indicators that, you know what, your kid needs to learn self-control. Totally. In their words. Um, Join the rest of us, right? Yeah, Every right. parent, we, we, we need to take up this responsibility of teaching our kids yeah. how to be controlled in yeah. the area of their words and thoughts and bodies. And it's interesting. As soon as we feel like I'll see the growth, you know, and even we'll talk about it. Oh, I really see. Then there can be a time where they, oh, we've got to remind them about interrupting again. It's like, it's just a continuous path of coming back to it, reiterating it, being consistent. Yeah, and as soon as you have some breakthroughs with their bodily self-control, they, they like get into word issues and right. you know, it's the, the problem just changes for them. And so it's a moving target, really. Yes. But one to identify and one to work on for sure. Yeah. yeah, great. Cool. All right, well, thank you so much for joining us and we will talk to you next time. Hey, see ya.